This week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast is sponsored by us. Head on over to the website at www.runeatdrink.net. Click on support the show, check out our store, and get yourself some great Run, Eat, Drink podcast swag. A t-shirt, a bar key, a keychain, any items that you purchase that sports the Run, Eat, Drink podcast brand helps keep the lights on and keeps your favorite Runcation podcast going. Hi, I'm Jeff Galloway, and you're listening to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. Welcome to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We feature destination races from across the country, and after the race, we take you on a tour of the best local food and beverage to celebrate. So whether you are an elite runner or a back-of-the-packer like us, you'll know the best places to accomplish, explore, and indulge on your next runcation. Hey, welcome to the Runny Drink Podcast, episode 93. And of course, I am your somewhat tired host, Amy. And I'm your co-host, Dana. And I don't know what you're talking about being tired. I am fresh, rested, and ready to go. Is that right? It's a new year. <laughs> I'm excited. Okay. And I think that uh, we've got a lot of really cool stuff to talk about. Um, uh, well, I didn't say I wasn't excited for 2020. I'm just a little tired from the work week, you know. Well, yeah, but, you know, work weeks have that a way of doing that. And we got to focus true. on the positive. That's we've got true. so much good stuff coming up that... Uh, you know, you can just forget about the fatigue of the of the workaday week and focus <laughs> on running, eating, and drinking. Running, eating, and drinking, or accomplishing, exploring, and indulging, which is precisely what we're going to do in 2020. So today on the show, I'm excited that we are having a look at our actually planned 2020 race schedule. If I had the sound queued up of applause, I would hit the button now so that we could have applause that we have a race calendar planned. <laughs> Not only that, I've updated the website. Amazing. It reflects our race calendar as planned, although there is some room for the addition of additional races. Yes, yes. But everything that we're doing is in preparation for what I think is going to be the overarching theme for 2020 for the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. And if you followed us on social media um, on New Year's Eve, we <laughs> did a little bit of live chatting from the brewery at Big Storm Brewing here in Cape Coral. And yeah. shout out to those folks. It was and cool. Especially John. to John who said, yeah, pull up a, a table back in the brewery. It was and, awesome. And do your thing. Um, he let us have the brewing tanks as our backdrop as we were having live beer chats. Yay. And during those beer chats on Facebook and Instagram, we announced... That 2020 begins your road to the Chicago Marathon. Well, it's yours too. Well, I'm not running. I know, but... I'm just your cheer squad. But we'll, we'll get to Chicago. Yes. Let's go sequentially. And later on, because it's a training week and we have not gotten to our January race yet, we're going to take a look at a local brewery, Fat Point Brewing. 
place that if you're coming down to the Southwest Florida area, you absolutely must check out. Mm-hmm. But Food yeah. and drink from there coming up in today's show. Yes. But you, as you mentioned, it was a training week. So yes. um, you want to start with your training recap? Well, I did two 30-minute runs when I spoke to Jeff via email. He's gearing up for Marathon Weekend, and that is this coming weekend as we release this show. As we record and release this show, there are many Be Our Guest Podcast Lizards and Extra Milers and people from our Instagram circles headed to Walt Disney World Marathon Weekend. So shout out to you and good luck. Have fun, all you dopey runners, your marathon runners, goofy challenge runners, whoever you are. I'm trying to get in there on all your posts and tell you, I got serious FOMO. I have never seen somebody with who's just cyber-stalking all these people on social media <laughs> because she wants to be at that race so bad. Every single morning in the coffee chats that I've recently added to our repertoire here in 2020, I'm always like, hey, I got some coffee. And you know what? I'm really jealous of you dopey runners. So, yeah, Walt Disney World, mm-hmm, FOMO. <laughs> well, I mean... Just so that everybody is clear, for those of us who are just joining the Run, Eat, Drink podcast, we want to say thank you and welcome. Yes. Um, when we talk about Jeff, uh, Amy and I are Galloway runners, meaning yes. that we use the run, walk, run method for yes. all of our running. And I just wanted to kind of make mention of that for people yeah. who might be joining the podcast for the first time since this is the first official release of 2020. Yes, and a lot of people may be exploring new podcasts in Apple Podcasts or Podbean or wherever podcasts are served, starting to get into that. And welcome. To help support their fitness habits and encourage and motivate them. And we're happy to have you. We are disciples, I would say. I think at this point, yeah. The run, walk, we've, run method. We've been with him for uh, almost a decade now, so that, yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah, so I am an e-coaching client of Jeff Galloway's and we communicate through email and whenever we're at a live race, we will talk to him about our race plan and he will give us feedback and adjust accordingly. So through that, I know I got off on a tangent, but your 30 minute runs, 30 minute runs twice this week. And he said, you know, don't start up with any cadence drills or mile repeats or half mile repeats, four hundreds, anything like that this week, just do your two 30 minutes and a three miler. Uh, because last week I did two back-to-back days of running on the weekend, a three-mile and a 12-mile. The next day. The next day, yeah, back-to-back. And typically that he'll put those in the schedule if we are planning a race that has back-to-back challenge days or running days like the disney challenge weekends Mm -hmm. if any of you folks are looking at doing any of those or like jeff's own double g challenge Mm -hmm. weekend where it was the 5k saturday half marathon sunday or like we're about to talk to talk about in february yes with the donna yes so yeah so i like mine that's one thing that i like about jeff he does have you preparing to practice like you're going to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, that's one thing where a lot of people differ with Jeff in terms of his training. He believes in taking you not only to the mileage that you're going to be running, but beyond it so yep. that you're pushing your wall 
out beyond the distance of your actual run so that you never encounter the wall on race day. Exactly. And it's been tremendously successful for us. Yes, it has been very successful, and I'm that is why I am committed. I actually downloaded again his book, Marathon, You Can Do It, mm-hmm. in uh, Apple Books. Oh. Yeah, it's not okay. audio, but it's written, and I feel like I, it, I need to reread it. Okay. Because I haven't read it since the first time we attempted a marathon training plan. Right. So. And that was, that was, uh, gosh, seven years ago now, I think. And it was a we, while ago. We ended up doing up to 25 miles in training. Then we Ooh. got the flu uh, uh, on race week. Mm-hmm. And um, Disney at the time was very less than willing to let you defer or give you a refund. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. That was it for my my pursuit of the marathon dream. I've like half marathons are good for me, but yeah. somehow or another you still held on to that bug. So this week for you, yes. what was training like? Well, for me, training was a little bit lighter only because of the work schedule. Yeah. I, I'm now um, back to a, a kind of an oddball schedule for my full-time day job. So I'm working 12-hour days minimum and I'm working like an alternating work week. So mm. I ended up squeezing in basically three 5Ks this week. Oh. Yeah, it's really what it came down to. More of an While emphasis. While I was at work, huh? Yeah. <laughs> uh, more of an emphasis for me just working on playing with some intervals. Oh. And what I was doing was uh, uh, starting out mile one, 5.55. Then oh. mile two, I'd go to, uh, and that's five. Five seconds running, 55 seconds walking for mm-hmm. those of you keeping score at home. <laughs> then mile two at a 10.50. Mm. And then mile three, I, I had been doing some 15.45s. And then mm. I started kind of inching up a little bit. So I was playing with 20.40s. I'm trying to keep my interval combo to a minute. So I'm trying to work myself oh. up to doing 30.30s. Really? Yeah, because I'm trying to figure out, we have some, some, with all these races we've now selected, I want to do a PR or at least see what my PR is mm-hmm. at one of the upcoming races. And I think I might have the one picked out that I'm going to do. You're going to tell us? I'll, I'll, I'll share that with the with class here. He hasn't told me really for no, sure. I haven't. So I've been playing a little bit with that, and I think that I'll be ready to do the 30-30 uh, for race day. More power to you. Yeah. So because I've been trying fifteen forty fives and I just don't think I'm there yet. You'll get there. So you'll get there. I gotta I gotta do still the lower, you know, five thirty or uh, six twenty four. You have a lot of luck with that six twenty four ratio. I do. I do. And I mean, you could even do like you know, instead of doing fifteen forty five, go twelve forty eight. Try that out. It's the same mm-hmm. ratio. I guess I could try it, but I the the shorter running segments you like have that. been my friend very much. I don't know if that is where I will go in the training this year with Jeff, but we'll see. Well, I'm trying to get my running segments longer, and this is going to sound weird. I do a lot of running with the dogs, as Amy's talked about in some of the coffee chats. Yes, because I can't and. I, I think that they look at me like I've got three heads when I'm doing like a 555. Like, what are you doing? You just started running. Why are you walking now? <laughs> so I'm getting some judgmental looks from the dogs. So oh, but I, they're so sweet. They are. They are. But, you know, they, they, 
I, we have two uh, bully breed dogs mm. and they're kind of like race cars. They're finely tuned machines. They're not great for endurance. So really, <laughs> really fast at the beginning. And then by mile three, they're done, which is great because I can go, I can do a 5k, drop them off. And if I'm, I've got a longer run that day, I can go do maybe another 5k or 10k and then come back and get them and then maybe take them for another 5k again, Yeah, which is great. And then by the end of the day, they're smoked, which... Yeah. Really helps because that way they're not destroying the house. Which is good. But, uh, <sighs> so that was it. That was my my training, you know. So we're off to uh, a good start in 2020. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I can't believe we're seeing 2020. And it was so funny. We waited till day 363 or 4, 364. We did it on New, on New Year's Eve. We finalized our race Trail. calendar on New Year's Eve. And we finally nailed down some of the big races that we are going to bring to the listeners and sometimes viewers when we do video mm-hmm. of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. And we want to share what our look ahead for 2020 looks like. Yeah. So. Um, January. You found us a brand new but semi-local race to start the year yes. off. We, it's still a travel type race for us. But we will drive. We won't fly. Right. Yeah, this is a drive. Because it's the Publix, Fort Lauderdale, A1A, Marathon, Half Marathon, 5K, and Kids Race Weekend in January, in the last weekend in January. You know what caught my eye about this one? The medal. The medal. Of course. Their medals for this one, I think they won an award for Did their they medal. Really? Yeah. I like, didn't know that. Like there was something in on the race website. They won a, an award for their bling. It looks like a sea turtle. It's yeah. huge. I love it. It's gorgeous. And we're going to be doing a few races here in Florida. Um, we got uh, new races. We've also got some old favorites. Yes. Mainly because, you know, we talk about the Run Eat Drink podcast is all about destination races. And we're yep. definitely getting out across the country this year. But we for are. a lot of people, Florida is a place that they want to come for vacation. For runcationing. For runcationing. It's so well suited because you don't have snow to contend with. And so you can have more races year round yeah. as long as you train for the heat and humidity. And if you catch them right, and depending on the, the distance you're running and the time of year, the, the weather can be pretty, pretty good. It can be pretty good in the winter months here. And that's what we're hoping for in January in Fort Lauderdale. I can remember in the first year of the podcast, we went over there and we featured Lauder Ale. Yes. And they had a, a fun run and they had a food truck. And that was our first time running on a race course that had live wild monkeys. Yeah, by the airport. Very weird, but apparently there's a there's a little clutch of monkeys that lives out there in the wild. Running wild. And they're coming out and checking out the runners. And yeah. That was kind of cool. And we had a Dominican food truck. Fantastic Tios. stuff. Tio's. Tio's. It was awesome. So we can't wait to go back because... We think there are other undiscovered uh, food gems and drink options. Yes. That, that's the thing. Going to places in Florida that people are going to want to come for a vacation, it is so nice when you're coming. It's very easy in Florida to get into the touristy areas and never mm. leave. Yeah. Because so much of our economy here is based on tourism. We're going to try to bring you some things that 
are going to be attractive to the locals. And that's actually true um, for all of our our, um, Florida races. But we will do some stuff like if we head back to Disney, which I think we might be talking about. Of course. um, We are going to certainly do some things that are on the Disney property or or near the Disney property. Mm -hmm. But um, we're going to promise you that the stuff we're bringing you is fully vetted and going to be awesome. Because if it's not a great option, we will not bring it to you. No. In fact, um, what a lot of people, we get a lot of correspondence and people ask, you know, um, you guys only do positive reviews and and we have to explain. We don't do negative reviews. You might hear me say there's something that's not my favorites. I've had better or whatever the case may be. But we actually set like a kind of a minimum bar for quality for ourselves and mm-hmm. we will say if this isn't good and something we would recommend to our friends like you all then we're not going to put it on the show period right. so we're not telling you where not to go we're telling you places where you to go absolutely where Keeping you it should positive because there's plenty of negativity out on the internet without mm-hmm. us contributing to it so we'll stay positive so that's a new one i'm already in the works doing some recon and research and investigation i've been talking to our friends over at justadayinparadise.com and steph uh just take a dip on instagram a little Mm -hmm. bit because she used to live over there and she's still got some connections so and hey if you have recommendations of places that all of the runcation nation should know about let us know. Oh, yeah. We love talking about places that are referred to us by listeners. Oh, yeah. And that's that, that has absolutely happened uh, yeah. several times on the show. So so that's a, that's the new one that you found for us. I am yeah. super excited for this medal. And I am this too. also is advertised as a fast flat course, great for people PRing. So, so this is the race where I'm going to attempt my PR. Excellent. Good for you. Yeah. So I'm about three weeks out yeah. from having to put up or shut up. I think it'll be great for you. Well, we'll find out. And yeah. this is going to be a great test of the newly rehabbed knee again for people joining us. Last year, I had to have my knee scoped and I came back and rehabbed and, and got it all ready to rock. And I'm I'm back to running and, and I think at 100%. So uh, this is going to be a great chance for me to kind of really, you know, test it out. Yeah. So that's our first new one for Mm -hmm. the podcast for 2020. The second one is going to be a return to an old favorite and something that is near and dear to our heart. In February every year in Jacksonville, Florida, the Mm. Donna Marathon weekend takes place. And this is one of the largest breast cancer marathons in the United States. And this is something that's very near and dear to our hearts because mm-hmm. in 2016 I lost my mother to stage four metastatic breast cancer. So every year we've been running this has been mm-hmm. a, an absolute treat. Uh, it's an emotional race for me. Yes, it is inspiring. It is challenging. It is fun. It is laughs and smiles and tears and. The whole nine yards, the, the the whole spectrum of emotions, but it is by far one of the best races that we have done in our almost decade now of running. Mm-hmm. And in fact, we liked it so much. We talked about this being a race that you must do when we were interviewed on a podcast 
earlier this year. Yes, on experiences you should have with Gail. Yes. And that episode is still out there over on Apple Podcasts if you want to hear about previous years. But I'm just so excited to get there and talk to people about their journeys. And last year we were so lucky to talk to Donna Deegan, who founded the race along with her doctor, Dr. Edith Perez, and Jeff Galloway, yeah, our coach. Our coach. The three of them came together and created a fantastic race weekend that the, the community just adopts you and embraces you along every mile. As you're running through neighborhoods, people are bringing out tables to their front yard. They are setting up breakfast. drink stations, breakfast, brunch, full oh. bar, uh, mimosas, Signs. coffee, fresh baked Decorations. goods. Oh. Uh, the, the sign, there's so much pink in this whole city. It is it's so great. It's a 13, well, it's actually a 26 mile if you do the marathon or a hundred and something mile if you do the ultra. Is it? Yeah. Uh, party. But the there's also time. a 5K. So I think that <laughs> there's something for everybody in the weekend. Yes. So I can't wait to get there and talk about it. And I know that while, while the course is going to be similar or the same as last year, the sights we'll see, the people we'll meet along the course, and then the food and beverage options that are so strong in Jacksonville will be new. They will. And what's great is you're out there on the course, you're running with people who are wearing shirts that indicate that they are a survivor, that they're currently undergoing treatment, that they are running in memoriam of somebody, whatever the case may be. Maybe they're just a family member supporting their runner. However, the... This disease has impacted them. Mm. They're represented in that race. And we're hoping that we can get some people to talk with us, yeah. tell us their story, mm -hmm. why they're running, what, why this race is important to them. And we want to share that with you guys because it's, it's such a powerful run yeah. and it's so much fun. And on top of that, the post-race party is fantastic oh. at their runner's village. They have, so good. Uh, it's right there at the, at the intersection of a couple of the Atlantic beach towns. It's just a neat area. There's a, there's a, uh, a 5k social shakeout run in addition. On Friday. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's just a blast. Yeah. So I can't wait for that. And then, you know, March, we don't really have any scheduled races, but we will complete in March, a half marathon as a virtual race, which will be a companion to our April races at Disney. So, yes, we're returning. Well, yeah, we are returning to Disney for the Star Wars Rival Run weekend, and we are doing the Kessel Run Challenge, mm -hmm. which means we do the 10K on Saturday, yes, the half marathon on Sunday, yes, and what would normally be if they were offering races on the West Coast of the United States mm. in addition to the East Coast, yeah. the Kessel Run Challenge, which is the Star Wars-themed coast-to-coast, you get if you complete that virtual race you were talking about, yeah. Then you get the Kessel Run medal in addition to your 5K and 10K and Challenge medals. Oh yeah, so and it's you, quite a haul for the bling. You also get a virtual half medal. 
as well. And uh, two years ago when we did the virtual half, mm-hmm. that was the best medal of the bunch. Like the tie, the tie fighter that went up and down. A little X-wing that moved or up X-wing. and down. Or X-wing. X-wing. Yes. It was an X-wing. Yeah. My so, bad. My bad. But it was, it was a neat complication in the medal itself. The bling was fantastic. This is going to give us an opportunity to really do a bunch of training in March In April, we head back up there. It's a great Star Wars theme race. Uh, You're going to get all new food and beverage options. And I think that it'll be a great time to compare the Food and Wine Festival that we just experienced back in November with the Flower and Garden Festival that will be going on at the time we run in Disney in April. And so many people who are getting into running and they maybe are looking at the Disney races, they want to know, hey, is it really worth it? Because these races can be pricey. They are. And, you know, we own that right up front. We're like, yeah, these are expensive races. Mm -hmm. In fact, we discuss this a lot. Do we Mm -hmm. want to continue to do Disney races or go do other stuff? Mm -hmm. But time and time again, it comes back to, and we get feedback from you guys, is that so many people are so interested in combining Disney and running mm-hmm. that we we do want to c- continue to keep some di- run Disney events in our repertoire. We always do the food and wine festival because mm. for us, that's the first half marathon we ever did. Right. So that's, that has some, some importance and significance for us. And we skipped star Wars last year. We did skip star, star Wars last year. And again, we, that was part of that discussion. We said, yep. Hey, you know, we've got other races we want to do and mm-hmm. you know, only a finite amount of resources. So we right. have to pick and choose, but the medals look great. They're mm-hmm. theming the medals this year after Star Wars, the Clone Wars animated series. Mm. So uh, if you are a Star Wars fan or a Disney Plus subscriber, you may have heard that Disney is going to be bringing back an additional season of Star Wars, the Clone Wars, the animated show. And this tells the story of Anakin Skywalker and Obi-Wan Kenobi and Yoda in the time between episodes three and four, or two and three, before A New Hope begins, and before Anakin's eventual fall. So between episodes three and four, or I'm sorry, two and three. Man, there's way too many Star Wars movies. (laughs) So between episodes two and three, actually showing you what happened during the Clone Wars. So... um, that is what these medals are based on. They look fantastic. Disney has released what they're going to look like, and we can't wait to bring you those. We'll also probably bring you some food and drink options, of course, from Flower and Garden. Oh, yeah. And depending on what the weekend shakes out like, we might show you some options that we really like that are off property because a, oh, lot, yeah. of people, a lot of people say, okay, we want to get off property and see what the greater Orlando area has to offer. Yeah, sure. So uh, that may be an option as well. I've got some uh, recommendations in the pocket from friends of the podcast. All right. So stay tuned. So that is April. We are returning to one that we have done in the past, but um, with a new spin. In June. Yes. All new. All new. What are we doing? We're going to Steamboat Springs in Colorado to do the half marathon there. They also have a marathon and a 10K as a part of this, but we have never been to Steamboat Springs. We've never been to Colorado. We've flown through and flown over Colorado. We have never stopped off, and the Run, Eat, Drink podcast has never covered a race there. Never. So we're going to an 
all new location for you guys. And yeah. looking at the website, it looks gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah, and this is going to be a race at altitude, so it's going to be yes. another first for us. It'll be a challenge, I'm sure. So it's going to help with that conditioning as you are getting ready for the eventual uh, big race that we're leading up to. And to see the video about the race on oh their gosh, website. Their website's great. Yeah, it, it touts this race as a community race. And we love that. And we love that, as we've said about Jacksonville, and I'm hoping that it has that kind of same feel as the Donna. Something tells me it's going to, and only because the main website is not a race organizer website. It's their Chamber of Commerce yeah. that's promoting the race. So Seriously. Uh, I think this is going to be really interesting. We're gonna. This is going to be a bit of a, a, a unique race for us in terms of the travel because we're going to fly and then drive. So you may get a little bit of road eats from us as well. So it's entirely true. Yeah, possible. We are, we're looking very forward to this one. <laughs> yeah. I, oh, we're going to have to do some serious research as it gets closer. And we only have 152 days as of this recording. According so. to their website. They have a countdown. They have a countdown. So yeah. that is going to be in June. Now. Yes. Sometime over the summer, and that's this is where it starts to get a little bit icky for us. Because Ugh. living in Florida, as you start getting into... The summer months, June, July, August, September, it, it gets really, really miserably hot. Oh, um, and the mileage is going to be so high. You're going to be doing some super long runs, but also we eventually, you do still have short runs to do in there. And mm -hmm. the last couple of years, we've had the opportunity to kind of give ourselves some external motivation. Yes. Or extrinsic motivation. In the form of of run Disney's virtual race series over the summer that they do every summer. Now, the last two years were right up my alley. I mean, they were literally like made for Dana. <laughs> two years ago, their first virtual race series was themed after the Incredibles movies. That was great. I the, love those medals. The medals are gorgeous. They look so good. They've mm -hmm. got great, great detail for the Incredibles characters. And then last year, it was just like, you know, it was all the feels. Oh, 80 years of Marvel. Celebrating the accomplishment of Marvel Comics. And it was very appropriate given the passing of Stan Lee. Yes. And we had the opportunity to run that race. And those medals were amazing. You have to see that series, that Marvel series on Disney+. Plus. I'll have to check that out. I'm just going to tell you anyway. But so. <laughs> pro tip for those of you out there with the Disney Plus subscription, check out the, what do they call it? The Imagineering? Oh, the Imagineering is great series. for behind the scenes on Disney. And they've yeah. got a one on Marvel. Mm -hmm. So, but those medals were fantastic. They were just so detailed, so colorful, perfect for each character they were representing. Not plastic. And they gave you a nice... People challenge coin as well mm -hmm. celebrating marvel just great really really great bling and again we know there's a lot of discussion and debate about sh virtual races are they worth sure. it or not and again it depends on what motivates you mm -hmm. i am cheap and easy i like the bling 
are you now? Well, okay, I'm easy. I'm not cheap. Disney's races are not cheap. No. Even, even the virtual ones aren't cheap. So okay. I, I'm That's easy. That's true. Yeah, I like the shiny <laughs> things. I was a, I, apparently I was a, a raccoon in a previous life. No, I don't think so. I don't know. I'm, I, I eat trash and I have bags under my eyes, you know, circles under my That is not true. Eyes. That is not true <laughs> for anybody who is listening. That is false. <laughs> so... That is what we're looking at doing. What is this summer's theme going to be? Favorite attractions at the Disney parks. Iconic attractions at the Disney parks. And we have no released information other than that. So we haven't put that on our website yet. If you head over to look at our upcoming races, it's not there. We will update it. So here's the question I have. I know that we still have September, October, November, December to talk about. I got that. Sure. Got it. But my question for you is this. Which attractions do you think that they will celebrate? I think that they won't do the castle because the castle is used in the castle to Chateau Metal. And it's used in, I believe, the princess. And Tinker was used in Tinkerbell when they were doing Tinkerbell. So, and and it's used in the coast to coast metal. So I Mm. don't think we're going to see the castle. I do think you're going to see things like um, Space Mountain. You think Space Mountain? I think Space Mountain is, that's a must because it's at both, it's at both Disney World and Disneyland. I think Pirates of the Caribbean. Okay. Is there a Pirates movie coming out? Not that I'm aware of. Okay. But it's an iconic attraction that is... In both locations. Well, I don't know if it's overseas, but it's Disneyland and Disney World. True. So, yeah. I, I don't think they're going to do anything with Frozen. No. Because they just did a whole Frozen theme for... Wine and Dine. Wine and Dine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A- any of the other mountains? No. I, well, I, I could absolutely see them doing all the mountains. True. Thunder Mountain Railroad, Space Mountain, uh, Splash Mountain, and uh, Everest. I could see them doing those four. Really? Do Everest. Whole, why not? Mm, I guess we'll have to see. Although, but that would be kind of like dragging or pulling something out of mothballs. They used to do the Everest 5K. Oh, I miss that so much. But So it's going to be really interesting to see what they choose and yeah. when they release those medals. Mm-hmm. Once they have some decent graphics up on the website yeah. and then a little more information about the race, we're going to post it and we'll post the link so that you can check out the this and all the other races we're talking about here today. Awesome. So then that brings us to September. September. Something else that's totally new. Totally new. Beat the Blurch Half Marathon in Carnation, Washington. Carnation, Washington looks like a gorgeous suburban area near Seattle. Tons of green. And this half marathon is actually based on a webcomic that I introduced Amy to Mm. many, many years ago called... The Oatmeal. The Oatmeal. And The Oatmeal, if you have not read it, I urge you go over to theoatmeal.com. Check it out. Uh, the, the humor, the sense of humor reminds me a lot of classic Gary Larson from The Far Side, but a little bit with a little more of an edge. Um, sometimes the things that are in there might be a little not safe for work every now and then, but uh, <laughs> it's, it's fantastic. And he, the, the artist and creator... 
talks about the creator. He talks about his journey running and he talks about the wall. He goes, I don't believe in the wall because the wall is not a thing for me. The, what I believe in is this, the blurch and that's this little fat chubby fairy thing that sits on my shoulder and tells me to don't just have that slice of cake. You've already had one slice. You may as well have two. eat the whole cake. Go ahead. I, he's just, you know, every th- urge that you have to be lazy and not accomplish and overindulge is kind of the embodiment of the blurch. On their website, it says, run for agony, run for serenity, run for cake. And at their aid stations, there's cake. And couches along the course. <laughs> In case you need a nap. And what's great about this course is they actually say that the slower you are. The more you're celebrated. And that is so good for us. And we talk about this a lot too. Again, for those new to the podcast, we are kind of the podcast for the every man, every woman runner that's not going to be in the elite classes, but likes to get out and have the experience, likes to plan the vacation and make a whole, you know, big weekend out of it, enjoying the town, enjoying the things that are around. And the race is certainly part of it, but you know, we're very often towards the back of the pack. And those are some of the runners who get forgotten about. And, you know, your race entry fee spends just like the that elite race entry fee. And the fact that we found a race that's going to support and celebrate you at the back of the pack, it's about time. Woohoo! <laughs> so it's a it's a race made for this show. Absolutely. So that is going to be in September. Yes. And that will be the last big training run before the big race for the year, and that is the Bank of America Chicago Marathon in Chicago, Illinois. Yes. She's almost uh, like shyly like grimacing as she says that into the microphone. Because I'm scared. I would be too. 26.2 miles. It's I've, We've never done that before. No. And I have to do it by myself. I will be cheering you on all along the way. And I'd, I've never gone as fast as the pace requirements for Chicago. Well, and we're going to talk a lot more about that too. Because this was something you... You entered into the um, the lottery on a lark. Yeah. And lo and behold, you got in. Yeah. That was year year and a half ago, basically. Oh, yeah. And you decided to defer to this year. And mm-hmm. then in December, you were at that, that moment, that decision point had to be made. Am I going to do it or not? And we talked about it. And a- Amy wants to... Well, you say it. I mean, you don't need me to explain it. What? The purpose of this. It's an aspirational goal. Somehow, some way in my mind, I keep coming back again and again to completing a marathon. And in all my conversations with Jeff back and forth and talking about it, you know, he says, you know, you... You may not, you may train hard and you may not get there. Typically in one training cycle, I haven't seen that happen. So he's been very upfront and very honest with me. Mm -hmm. 
And I, I just, I don't know where the pull comes from. Me either. And maybe I'll explore that this year and, and fine tune where that comes from in my subconscious brain to want to complete 26.2. Mm-hmm. I just think Jeff talks about how it changes you, how it challenges you to push past limits that you set for yourself and that you break through barriers in life because of what you've accomplished there. So if if I'm going to give it all that I have and if I don't get there on race day, that's okay. I'm going to do everything I can to stay positive, to imagine that finish, to do everything that Marco Cicetto talks about, that we should just, there is no second option. Right. He has said. But if I try and give it my all, and then to Meb Kofleski's point, win my own race, run to win my own race, and I don't make it, I think that, all of that training will pay off in a future race, perhaps at Donna, perhaps at Disney. Right. Where I can ultimately complete that goal. I think it's a great idea to set that kind of a goal where it's just out of reach right now, but you got 278 days between now and that race. And that's plenty of time for training. Um, because we talked about, in fact, the title of this episode is The Road to Chicago, and that's going to be kind of an overarching theme for the year. We're going to be doing a lot more content in our social media channels pertaining to that. Amy's been doing coffee chats. She'll be talking about some of the ups and downs of her training day sure. to day. Yeah. Um, I know you're kicking around doing maybe a monthly or a biweekly blog post sure. talking about training and all that. Yeah. So this is going to be, in a lot of ways, you guys coming along on that training journey, the ups and downs of what it's like to be a marathoner in training. Maybe and maybe you've never had the urge to do uh, a marathon and you're, you're like, your aspirational goal is a 5K and that's great because we were that way when we started. Sure. But you want to hear about it. You want to say, well, what, what, what would it take? What would that be like for me? And people are going to get to follow along with you and, and see what that's like. So we are going to be talking about yeah. uh, workout regimens. We're oh, going to be yeah. talking about our nutrition. Because mm-hmm. I'm doing all of the, I'm doing everything along with you except for that mileage beyond half marathons. Half marathons my distance. That's what I'm going to mm-hmm. stick with. Yeah. And my plan for Chicago is going to be, I'm going to, you know, be at the start line, Try to get to the 5K, the 10K, you know, basically try to get every three miles and then catch her along the race course. That's my goal, to be able to do that. And I've been getting a lot of advice on our social media channels when we did that live chat Mm -hmm. and we previewed Chicago. Right. There were some people that chimed in that said, oh, we've run it. We've run it this many times, that many times. It's a great time. We love it. They've gotten their families in because apparently there's a 5K the day before, which I will not be doing. Well, me either. So, or you, I mean, you could do it. I could, but probably not. (laughs) But 
you know, <laughs> I'm. This is Dana's vacation in Chicago, and, and this Amy's is, run. This and is Amy. I'm. I'm going to try and do the least amount of walking and and steps prior to the the big race as possible. But once we're done, you're going to have some of the most fantastic food and beverage that Chicago has to oh. offer. We are looking so forward to bringing you some sites. We've got friends oh. that have done Chicago. We've got friends that have just traveled to Chicago uh, for, for business, for pleasure. Mm -hmm. We've got a yep. ton of great recommendations we're going to be following up on yeah. and bringing you guys that and the full flavor of what it's like to do one of the majors here in the United States <sighs> and bring you as much of that experience as we can yes. when we're there. Yes. But so much of this year's, you know, the, the day-to-day -day stuff on stuff you're going to see on social is going to be a lot of us talking about the training, the preparation, uh, the, because you do, you, you do so much getting ready for it. You do so much in terms of your nutrition. You do so much in terms of your workouts right now. And, and you're getting emotional just thinking about it right now. And see, this is yeah. the stuff I think that a lot of people don't realize is, and a lot of people are deal with themselves. So Amy's got a lot to share with you. And I'm looking forward to hearing it myself because I, I, I'm not around during the coffee chats. So I'm seeing them along with everybody else. And, you know, I don't proof any of the stuff that, you know, she writes. So it's, um, it, it's all new to me. I'm seeing it with you guys. Well, so it's going to be a great year. I, I, I really want to finish, but I know it's an aspirational goal, so it may not happen. But I hope that it does. I think it's going to, even if you don't get 26.2, whatever mileage you get, it's going to be an awesome accomplishment and something to be proud of. But I, I have a sneaking suspicion you're going to surprise yourself. But that's just me. We will see. We'll see. And then, of course, you know, in the latter months, as we wind down the year, wind. See what I did there? I see you want. I saw <laughs> oh, that was so punny. Yeah. Sorry. It's so in November. November. Wine and, dime. wine and dime. We bring it back to where it all began yes. at the Walt Disney Wine and Dine Half Marathon Weekend. I'm oh. sure we'll do the two course challenge, which will be the 10K Saturday Half Marathon Sunday. Fantastic. And we'll be showing you guys awesome food and beverage from around the world showcase. And December. December, we do tribute to friend of the podcast mentor and running coach Jeff Galloway. America's coach. America's coach. We love him. We return to Atlanta to do his double G weekend yes. in Atlanta yes. and do the five Barb's 5K and yep. Jeff's half. And it looks like he's still going to partner with Northside uh, Hospital's Orthopedic Institute. I think that's a good partnership. Yeah. The, the, that race was so well run this year i mean it's it's been well run every year but oh, i mean yeah. it's just getting better better so and better and i keep just it up. love it so, year seven let's go yeah so that, race. that is what we have currently planned for the 2020 calendar year and we are going to leave room some wiggle room in there to perhaps add a couple more races in depending on what Day jobs will allow yes. us to do and budgets. Yeah. So I know JD wants us to do bird in hand yes. in September. Yes. But I don't know if we can actually do it. We'll see. <laughs> so, well, we'll see. We'll see. Yes. But, man, I'll tell you, you know, talking about all those races, um, I, I'm getting hungry just thinking about all the calories we're going to be burning. Yes, and that we'll have to ingest, again, refuel. 
And this week, because it was a training week, we got the opportunity to visit somewhere we wanted to go time and time again. We kept talking about it. Fat Point Brewing in Punta Gorda. Yes. Punta Gorda is a um, small city just up the road from us, maybe 35 minutes. I went to elementary school there. Yeah. Yeah. Neil Armstrong Elementary School. In fact, driving up there, I drove right right past Charlotte High School. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. So it is, um, Fat Point Brewing is uh, a really nice, big tap room, great space, uh, uh, place outside, of course, for outdoor games like cornhole, big concrete area indoor, Yeah. nice bar in the middle with some TVs up near the bar for people that want to watch sports, great seating options in the corners and along the walls if you want to have quiet conversations with friends or not so quiet conversations with friends. I looked at those pictures. I posted those pictures. Oh, already? Well, I will post them with the episode and some of them in the artwork. Okay. So. Yeah, just a a really neat space and they had no shortage of beers. They Mm. did have some guest taps from their sister brewery. Yeah. And friend of the show. Big storm. Yes. <sighs> so um, I when when we were picking beers and, and, and everything, we stuck to the stuff for Fat Point. But what also Fat Point has to offer is they have their own kitchen. Yeah. Hello. Because this is the eat portion. Yeah. And we instead of having to go to two separate places, we said, well, why not just do one? You eat and drink, same place. Yeah. So... We got a couple of sandwiches and yeah. an appetizer and mm-hmm. wanted to kind of share with you guys what our impressions were of their food game. And really, I just want to share with you, this is not all that's on their menu. We want to go back to a couple of things that they were out of when we got there. Yes. The uh, barbecue sandwich. Their pulled pork barbecue. Uh-huh. And then they were also the out of the bratwurst. Yeah, we totally wanted. Sounded amazing. Yeah. But we started with the giant soft pretzel, which is a giant German pretzel served with whole grain mustard and house-made Dawn Patrol beer cheese. Yeah. Now, they make their own beer cheese with their Dawn Patrol, which is a 4.5% ABV Florida Session Lager. And I this like is going to be released in cans for purchase soon, sometime it's next year. It says next, yeah, coming next year. We hope that's twenty twenty. I think so. Um, we like, generally speaking, if we're going to breweries, a lot of times we'll kind of default to the pretzel offering, partly because we want to get some carbs in our stomach. We mm-hmm. don't, you know, if we're sipping through several beers, we don't want to get tipsy. Um, sure, but. It also just, the pretzels pair really well with beer. I mean, yeah. the Germans have it right. The They're, saltiness of the pretzel, the cheesiness of the dip, the tanginess of the mustard. Oh, and let me tell you, this pretzel was so big, <laughs> it it fit in a pizza box. We, we actually got everything packaged to go, and it was literally in a pizza box for a small to medium sized pizza oh. and that uh, it's in the photo. Yes. It's huge. Mm-hmm. And that thing is easily three quarters of an inch to an inch in diameter. Very thick, very thick, mm-hmm. but really crisp on the outside. 
pillowy soft on the inside. Yes. Lots of salt on this one. Lots of salt. And we've seen them both ways. Yes. But I think... What's your preference? It depends on the accompaniments. It depends on the cheese and the mustard. Okay. And the mustard was just your grain mustard. Whole grain, which coarse I, ground. I think pairs really well with... The, the pillowy, soft, yet crunchy outer uh, it w- of the pretzel. Mm-hmm. It was delightful with that. But the cheese did not have a tanginess. It had a smokiness. I, yeah, I'm, I didn't get the ingredients from our beer tender. Mm. But it had a smokiness like it was a like one of the cheeses in there might have been a smoked Gouda. Something. And it was super smooth. Yes. So it paired really well with a salty note. Well, what's funny is this is a very stark contrast to other beer cheeses we've had. True. Um, Not, and it was warm. Well, it was very warm. But what I liked... Um, or, well, for instance, the difference, like this, the smoothness of this mm. was so different than, say, the beer cheese that we had at Green Bus Brewing in Alabama. Right. That was a little, a little more grainy in texture, mm-hmm. but had a stronger beer forward flavor and no smokiness. This one yeah. from Fat Point was, oh, was super silky. Yes, it was. Like a high-fat content cheese. Mm -hmm. And like you said, the smokiness Mm -hmm. was just so good with that that pretzel. Yeah. I like the saltier pretzel. You do? Because I think pretzels can be kind of self-governing. You can, when you you break off a piece of this pretzel, you can always knock off some of the salt. So you can kind of fix it. And sometimes when you break it off, that happens. Some of it falls on its own. Yeah. But... Also, with this particular cheese, mm. since the cheese was so mild and smooth, I think that the salt worked. Yeah. So it depends on the accompaniments. And, and I'm going to drive home the point. This thing was so big, the two of us didn't finish it. Yeah. It was that big. We had to leave room for the sandwich. Yes. Sandwiches. Now, I went with something that's near and dear to my heart as a Tampa native. Of course. Uh, and being born and raised there, the home of the Cuban sandwich, I went mm. with their classic Cuban. Yeah. And their classic Cuban is seasoned pork, traditional ham, and salami topped with Swiss cheese, sliced pickles, and what they call a house-made brew manchu mustard. This is their mustard that has their Brew Manchu Belgian-style triple ale mixed into it. And that is going to be released in cans. It is 11% ABV Belgian triple. Bam! Yeah. Um, (laughs) Served on warm-pressed Cuban bread. Flavor-wise fantastic they they yeah. really knock this one out of the park as far as a good quality cuban sandwich to me I, well the beauty of the sandwiches we had is that they were cut in half enormous. so that we could so and they were enormous so we could share yes and i really loved the pickles oh yeah i loved the pickles and just and the cheese and it, I, yeah I thought it was delightful. And I got the Italian panini. 
And I will tell you, the the pretzel was nine dollars, the Cuban was twelve, and the Italian panini was twelve, and it came with a side of chips or a handful but, of chips. Uh, yeah, and you could get, uh, and we got potato salad also with the tea, with the two sandwiches. The Italian panini had fresh sliced pepperoni, salami, and ham topped with provolone cheese, roasted red peppers, sweet basil, and pesto aioli, and it was pressed and served warm. And maybe I'm... <sighs> I thought there were pepperoncinis in there. There were. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Instead of red peppers. Correct. Yeah. So yes. I think that they subbed out even though the description from their website says red peppers. Yes. And I'm going to tell you, I really liked the fact that it was pepperoncini. Oh, I love pepperoncini. Yeah. 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 Like it paired so well with the pepperoni, with the meatiness, the heartiness of the meats. The tartness. Yeah. The tartness just complemented so well. And the, the provolone, provolone is a mild cheese. Very mild. So mild. Moderately um, but smoky. But it offered that texture, mm -hmm. that's that cheesy texture and the crunchy bread. Yeah. Looking back at the photo, I'm, I'm, I've, I'm misremembering on the Cuban. It is more of a classic Cuban roll. On, on, the, on yours, it was more of yeah. the brioche roll. Yeah. yeah. Um, I gotta say, I think I liked the Italian a little more. It won out. I loved, I love pepperoni on and a sandwich. They I, stack this thing with pepperoni. I mean, well, the with meat. meats, period. It, yeah, it was a very meaty, very fulfilling. Yeah, I think it was worth the what you pay. Oh, absolutely. Because you get the chips, you get a whole. I mean, like you get half a bag of chips. I in don't the even think serving. I didn't even finish the whole sandwich, and I could have taken it for lunch the next day. Oh, easily. Yeah. yeah. So half a sandwich is really all you needed is sitting. And mm -hmm. then they also gave us a little um, side. I got the sides of potato salad. And they do a house-made potato salad with, um, they, they make them with uh, red potatoes. It was good. And it's a, it's a mayonnaise-based salad. It's fantastic. And they really knew how to not overcook the potato. Mm -hmm. It was. It stood up to all uh, all that it was mixed into and didn't fall apart. Yes. So, I really liked their food offerings. And again, I really want to go back and have that barbecue sandwich and the bratwurst. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Without so I think it's you get a lot for what you pay, because I mean, when you say, "Oh, a sandwich was twelve bucks," but listen, you're getting chips. You're getting a sandwich that's split in two. You could eat half and take half for lunch the next day. Absolutely. That's how big it is. Yeah. And so. it's really good food. Yeah. So we're going to recommend that if you're heading down to Southwest Florida and you're looking for a place to get a bite to eat, and maybe Fat Point Brewing is going to be your stop for your, your beverage, it's a one-stop shop for mm. not only your beverage, but also your food options as well. Yes. And speaking of beverages... We also got some beers from there. Yeah. But first, let's take a second to talk about our sponsors, which is us. We it's don't have us. A, we don't have a sponsor. We don't this week. Um, we are a couple of amateur rank amateur <laughs> podcasters who do this as a passion project. We, do. we have been fortunate enough to have some great national sponsors and yes. we'll be having a few more this year. Uh, we only choose sponsors that make sense for the show and products that we believe in. But um, this week we're choosing the product we believe in most and that's us. 
We are urging you folks, head over to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast store on our website at runeatdrink.net. Click on support the show. We have a store with items that have been custom made for, uh, designed and made for us by our friends at Pure Creative Apparel. Yes. And they're great. They're fantastic people, super talented, and they helped us pick out some really high quality merchandise items. Mm -hmm. So whether it's hoodies, t-shirts, um, bar keys, keychain, whatever the case may be, pick up some Running Drink Podcast swag. If you do that, support the show and help represent the brand, that helps keep the lights on and helps keep us running, eating, and drinking and accomplishing, exploring, and indulging with you guys for another year. And we really appreciate your continued support of the show. And if you'd head over there and do that, it would mean the world to us. Indeed. So... That is it for sponsorship for us this week. Yeah. Let's so get let's to the get good to the stuff. Drinking. Yeah. Yes. So we were at a brewery. We were at a brewery, so we had some beer. We had some beer. Mm-hmm. They have a number of beers on their menu. I think yeah. they are looking at, oh, goodness. They've got, I think, on tap right now, they've got 16 items on tap right now. And almost all of them, save a couple, are... Their own original brews. Yes. I believe it's 14 items or yeah, 14 items out of 16 that are Mm. their own. Yeah. So um, I tried, I'm a big fan of Irish reds. I I wanted to try their Irish red and goes to our roots. It does. And, you know, Irish reds are, are typically very malty with a little bit hint of, caramel and uh-huh. some bitterness and this one really didn't disappoint they describe it on their website as an easy drinking pint with subtle flavors slightly malty in the balance sometimes with an initial soft toffee or caramel sweetness a slightly grainy biscuity palate and a touch of roasted dryness in the finish mm. light body it's a perfect description Really? This one, yeah, and you liked it. Perfect. It's four point nine percent ABV. They rated it twenty IBU mm. oh, for bitterness. For bitterness, I think it's a little more bitter than that on the end, but that's just oh. me. Very solid Irish red offering. I, I think this was just a a really great beer that would be that would pair with just about anything on the menu. Yeah. Yeah. So mm. if you're if you're going to go get a sandwich or some food, and you're looking to get that Irish red. Boom, do that. You're going to love it. Mm. Um, if you like Irish reds, you know. Right. Um, which are going to be primarily malty, hint of like bitterness. Like bread, Yes. Yeah. 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 But um, we basically went with uh, some of their their core beers. Yes. Um, the Hoppin Harbor Tropical Pale Ale was another one. Yes. That is at 5.7% ABV and this is a tropical pale ale so they imbue this with notes of mango, orange and lime that they say complements the subtle spicy hop characters to provide a unique blend of refreshing flavors. Mm. Um, let me see. I've got some notes here on this one because mango is typically not a flavor that you're a fan of. I am not. You are correct. <laughs> no. Uh, let's see. Uh, I said this was golden yellow in co- color, had heavy lacing on the glass, mm-hmm. and a fruity nose like lemon and pineapple. 
very hop forward with a lemon peel flavor. And I called it a tannic mouthfeel. Like if you have red wine and it's got high tannin content, you get this, that feeling of dryness on your tongue. Like a coating after you drink it. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. It makes your tongue feel rough. Yeah. Kind of like that. And it, I, I, I described it as medium bodied with lingering bitterness on the back of the tongue. Mm-hmm. Nice to try in a flight. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't personally do a pint of this one. Okay. I'm just not a, a little too hoppy. Okay. A little too, uh, yeah, lemon peely. Not Again, some people are going to totally dig those flavors. And if you're like a big hop head, but you want something that's got a little bit of a tropical bent to it, mm. this might be right up your alley. Okay. I liked, are we starting with Big Boca or are we starting with uh, K-Pace? Yeah, it's up to you. Big Boca, I I really liked a lot. I liked them both. Big Boca is their ale and it comes in at 5.1 ABV. And it says on their website, a legend among ales, Big Boca is a smooth and crisp ale made from aromatic hops for a subtle spicy and citrusy flavor. A flavorful and approachable beer, Big Boca is perfect for a day of fishing on Charlotte Harbor. Oh. Mm. Okay. Uh, it was amber in color when we poured it out of the can. It, there was a, a bitterness in it, and it was just those amber flavors I really liked. Now, when you say amber flavors, you mean like, like the the like the amber malt? Yeah. Like you're 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 skewing more towards the maltiness yeah. than the bitterness. Yeah, because I don't think the bitterness lingered a whole lot, but that was just me. I didn't think so either. Yeah. Yeah, I I said. Um, Clear, light carbonation, nice lacing on the glass. Oh, yeah. It was a nice see-through kind of color. Yeah. Uh, predominantly malty yeah. with a little bit of hoppiness on the finish. Yeah. So you and I are right in line. I, yeah. I, very enjoyable. At 5.1, um, a little high for fishing all day long for me. I'd want something in the four and down in the fours personally, yeah. but... It's an excellent beer. Yeah, I think on a hot day, it would be really great. Yeah, and I think this would also pair well with a lot of their food, too. I think, yeah, the, it was really great with the Italian panini. Yes. And it was really great with the pretzel. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. just nice, nice. And what did you think of the, the last one? Cape Hayes. Cape Hayes, it is a fruity wheat beer. And it's uh, 4.6 ABV. It's a fruited wheat ale. This fruity wheat beer. You like wheat beers. I love wheat beers. I do. So according to their website, it says, uh, this fruity wheat beer is vibrant and savory like the Florida harborside town that inspired it. Brewed with real pineapples and passion fruit, this tropical wheat beer is perfect refreshment after a day on the water. They love that whole nautical theme they, they do a really good job theming their beers theming their packaging they have some of the most gorgeous cans that i've yeah. seen and great artwork so and they, 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 they did a lot of of good work yes doing that i really like this as a fruit beer that was not super artificial in flavor god get out of my head 
I because you know some fruit beers, or you like to say in some peanut butter beers oh. that there is just Bleh. some kind of I know I just got some kind of like extracty flavor, and it was that's not the case here with this. The Cape Haze, it had that sweetness of the fruit, but it was not too desserty and not too artificial. I actually wrote in my notes that this this did a great job of letting the pineapple and passion through come through without tasting like yeah. they used artificial flavoring or flavored syrup in the beer. And I got more passion fruit than I did pineapple. Yep. To I, be honest. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I, I know if you listen to my reaction when she mentioned peanut butter beers, I have, oh. I think I have found one in the last decade that I like. Mm-hmm. And most of the rest of them taste like a weird peanut extract. That's yeah. just, gross it's like an extracty flavor so very I'm, artificial i'll try them if i see them but i chances are good i'm not gonna like it i am so glad that you brought this home and i am even happier that there is still a can of it for me left in our refrigerator there is mm-hmm. and yeah this is again li- i have light yellow in color uh light to moderate carbonation light body i mean this is just super drinkable this Love is, it. for me this would be the one that i would say poolside beer or mm-hmm. beer while you're fishing yes. that type of thing because a little lower abv mm-hmm. uh lower body so oh yeah and, and drinkability like very lighter high. Yeah. yeah so i i think that fat point brewing has a ton to offer people yeah. that are heading down to southwest florida mm-hmm. You know, the the whole Charlotte Harbor, yeah. Charlotte County area, uh, Punta Gorda, which actually Punta Gorda is uh, Spanish for Fat Point, so, <laughs> uh, that it, hence the name, it is absolutely one of those places that if you're doing say maybe the Southwest Florida Ale Trail, nice, and you're looking at at going along mm-hmm. on the west coast of Florida, this is one people absolutely ought to check out because their yes. beer game is very strong here. Yeah, and I can't wait to go back and have more of their food menu and some of their seasonal stuff that looks really good on their website. Yeah, they've got some real interesting seasonal stuff, including like right now they have their 80 degree winter warmer. Uh, they're going to be bringing out the Dawn Patrol. The right angle IPA was up on the board, was and they, they were tapping it. And this is a rye IPA. And the Brewman Chew, that Belgian triple, that's one that I'm going to be very interested in because I love triples. Yeah. So we'll probably make our way back to Fat Point sometime in the not-too-distant future. I hope they have the bratwurst. Oh, yeah. I just do. Yeah, so. that's great. So that's it for this week. We have shown you guys where we're going to be running across the country here in 2020. Mm, And we did go over an hour. We went a little bit long. Just a little bit. Just a little bit to bring you kind of a a preview. But I think next week, it's it's still training and we haven't quite hit that Fort Lauderdale. Fort Lauderdale is the weekend of the 24th, 25th, and 26th. Mm -hmm. And we want to give you a peek behind the curtain next week, a little bit of a preview of what we do nutritionally when we are training, not when we're indulging and exploring, right? but what we have done to shave 70 pounds off. And I don't think that's shaving when you get to 70 pounds. Okay, we've lost. <laughs> Lopped it lost, off. We've lost 70 pounds a piece. And 
we've changed our eating habits. And I call it that our habits and our lifestyle because we're coming up once we hit the rival run, it will be two years that we've done this at home. Yeah. And that's amazing. And we want to share with you the inspiration and resources behind it and what makes it work for us. And provide that for you if you're looking to maybe embark on a lifestyle choice for health reasons, if you're looking to lose weight, whatever the case may be. Again, this is just going to be what's worked for us and Mm -hmm. some things to steer you towards. So that'll be that'll be next week. Yeah. So. That's something to look forward to, but we cannot thank you guys enough for sticking with us. Yes. Um, But we do need your help. We do. We would love in this new year to get additional ratings or reviews, ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts. So if you head on over to runnydrink.net and you click on the link to Apple Podcasts, you can make sure you're subscribed and you can leave us a rating and review because that really helps us get discovered and more easily helps us build the Runcation Nation. And the Runcation Nation is us and all of you finding awesome places to accomplish and explore and indulge as you go out and do your Runcationing events. So if you've got an idea for us, if you want to share a race or a place to eat or drink, tell us. Leave us a one-minute message with your name, where you're from, and what you're interested in sharing mm. at info at runeatdrink.net. Just record that uh, sound file on your phone and email it to us. Uh, we'd love to include you on the podcast mm-hmm. and shout you out to the rest of the Runcation Nation. Yes, or you could call us at 941-677-2733 and leave us a message. That's 941 941- Six seven seven two seven three three. For now, I'm your host, Amy. And I'm your co-host, Dana. Hey, have a great week, and we will talk to you again really soon. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We're having a great third year because of your support. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Run, Eat, Drink podcast, and on Twitter we're at Run, Eat, Drink, Pod. You can also give us a call at 941-677-2733 or shoot us an email at info at runeatdrink.net. Visit our website at runeatdrink.net and click on the subscribe link so you don't miss a minute. Accomplish, explore, and indulge right along with us. We'll talk to you next time.